Hey, this is Kat Stancic, the lead boss with the Revenue Accelerator. And today I have Brittany Murphy. So I want to tell you a little bit about Brittany. She, over the last seven years, has created over mm, 300 digital marketing strategies for clients locally and nationally, right? So um, I guess she gets around. Uh, as the marketing director, Brittany focuses on helping business owners get their phones to ring and new clients through the door, optimizing their websites and online presence, right? So whether it's the virtual door or actual physical door. So through her strategies and team at One Thing Marketing, they have helped local businesses increase their revenues by an average of 30% every year. So Brittany is all about the SEO. I feel like there's like a song that could help all, about that. all about the SEO. That just didn't work, but you know, whatever. So <laughs> someone out there, make that work. Um, so Brittany, welcome. And thank you for making the time to you know share all things, your brilliance with my audience. Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm Technically not a solopreneur, but I am a woman and I want everyone out there to kind of really be that boss on themselves. So we can definitely talk everything you can incorporate for your business today. Yeah. Well, I mean, the audience is comprised like of boutique business owners, leaders, all kinds of things. And so what's funny was, is I'd done this uh, uh, speech the other day where I was talking about how corporate people can use entrepreneurial strategies to grow their career opportunities. Um, and vice versa. It's oftentimes people think that these are two very different worlds. They're very similar. They just use different languaging, mm-hmm. which actually segues really well into what you do is lead generation. Um, you help drive traffic, drive interest and things like that for local businesses and, you know, nationally, internationally. So like what, what's SEO and why should people care? Because in my world, that means different things in the digital marketing space. Um, so yeah, like let's break it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's go super eagle eye. As I said, I want to bring the sexy back to SEO. It has gotten something that's very confusing and not so fun for a lot of business owners. So I'm hoping to de- debunk that myth, but we get down to it, the down and dirty SEO just stands for search engine optimization. So like the word says, we're trying to optimize our websites for the search engines, mainly Google. And so what we're trying to do is send enough clues and signals to Google that we do what services or products we do and in what area we do those in. So you can target very locally into your own city. You can target multiple cities or you can be someone that does sell nationally. So you're just trying to make sure that you have that awareness of your website vastly across the Internet for different things that you do very relevant to your products or services. Yeah. So I know I've seen this happen a lot of times. There are entrepreneurs at all various levels of business and they, we all know that SEO is a thing and it helps drive traffic, enter people randomly to your website and somehow, some way that's supposed to generate leads. Like how does SEO actually help you with that? And like, is there a certain level of business that can leverage SEO more effectively than another level? Well, I'm going to answer the last part of your question because that's (laughs) really kind of what happened to our business. So, I mean, everyone had to use that beautiful word pivot over 2020. (sighs) And so the pivot we made was when everybody was home, the to-do list got very long for Mm -hmm. a lot of poor husbands out there and some one of home project people like myself that just want to do some things while you're standing at all the situations you have because of that. A lot of times the trades were the ones that were the most busy industries Mm. of last year and even this year. Mm -hmm. So we really honed in our own marketing to really kind of help them the best because the way to answer your question is I I believe that those who benefit from SEO the most are the ones who will benefit the quickest. Mm. And usually those are like your emergency service or your tradespeople. Mm. So for instance, 
If my toilet started running or overflowing, well, I know how to turn off water. I don't know how to fix it. So I'm immediately going to Google, typing in plumbing companies, Louisville, KY, seeing who pops up, pushing the first two or three to call them and see how quickly they can come because I don't want the situation in my only bathroom I have in my home. So I just had a realization. (laughs) I didn't realize I could turn the water off when the toilet was overflowing. Like literally, I just was like, I've dealt with this and it just kept going. And I tried to put the bath mat and the towels around the toilet as it continued to overflow. So I appreciate the value that I just received from realizing that there's a knob there that you could turn off the flow. Mm. And so, funny enough, Kat, you could have found that answer because of SEO. Right? <laughs> if only I had known to search for it. Yes. But that's what's interesting too about SEO is especially with long tail keyword searches, which is not just, you know, plumber near me, which is the, how do I turn off the water to my toilet, which is very specific question ask. And some of those local services who only focus on just, you know, being searched by location and not by these long tail keyword searches also leave a bunch of money on the table and opportunity. Yeah. And that's exactly kind of what answers this question a bit is the people I think benefit from the most are people who are in an industry or provide a product or service in which people are trying to make decisions buying very quickly. Mm. So for example, if I only have one toilet in my home, I need it fixed very quickly or else it's going to be an uncomfortable night when you have to run up to what waffle waffle house or (laughs) my castle to use their restroom. So yes, you'd want those situations resolved quickly. So those benefit from a lot. But also anyone who works with something where like, yes, people are searching for these questions over and over again, and you provide the solution. So for the trades, yes, how to turn off the water to your toilet is something you could rank for will bring traffic in. But that might be something that's a little bit better if you have multiple locations, Mm -hmm. you're spread out because that won't be geo city, you know, geo targeted based. Right. But if you're someone who sells services and products online, let's just say that you sell a product that prevents toilets from ever overflowing again. Well, then you should write the blog post on what to do if this happens. And so therefore you can write down all the steps and inside that article, you're mentioning, oh, wow, your solution. That's what you can kind of do with the SEO is it's, you know, as I said, I kind of listened to your podcast with Adil earlier. And really when it kind of comes to that copy and that story, that's what you're trying to do with the SEO as well, is you're trying to showcase as much trust and authority in what you're doing. So you're showing that to the people who read the articles, but more importantly, you're trying to show Google how authoritative and how trustworthy you are, because that's actually what's helping you rank is how much trust Google has in your website versus your competitors. And hadn't thought about it that way. So I can definitely appreciate that. So, um, I mean, I know content is absolutely critical when it comes to the digital marketing space. So how does that relate to like SEO? Because, you know, a lot of websites, and I think I see this a lot with like kind of the local kind of physical spaces. So I'm not just talking about brick and mortar in terms of like, you know, retail spaces, but we're looking at the chiropractic offices. We're looking at um, the doctor's offices, health and wellness, you know, things like that. So, and you know, boutique kind of businesses. And a lot of them, I've seen their websites. It's about me, services they offer, and then book a call. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to go here on a ledge and be like, I'm assuming that website hasn't been optimized for SEO. So does content play a role with making SEO work? 100%. So the easiest way I can describe this is there's over 200 factors that go into SEO to help you rank. Okay. So just establish the overwhelm. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. But I really, when you really look at it, there's kind of more like 20 that are 75 to 80% of the chunk of the pie. 
So what that means is the 180 or where you're going to be in the super competitive industry, you have to do all of that. But if you can really focus on these 20, that's what's building that consistency and that trust within Google. So yes, content plays one of the biggest roles in SEO because Google can only rank you on what it can read and see on your website. Mm. So if you're not, again, sending those clues, that's what I mean by sending clues and signals is you're adding copy to your website that says, I do digital marketing in X city. I do health coaching or I like, how do you solve X problem? So all those different types of things, that's what Google is ranking you for because they're trying to find what are you relevant to? Mm. So when it kind of comes down to it, let's just say you're a health coach. So the grand scheme, you have to make sure the first thing you're trying to, the first clue you're trying to send is I'm a health coach, hands down, main goal. After that, it's going to be based on if you'd like to be more of just people come to you. So if you're that chiropractor, maybe on the physical side, or if you want the health coach where you're doing, you're bringing patients in, they're doing testing at your office, Hmm. then that's kind of where you have to focus on that side where you're now you're creating copy about where you are. So what you do and then where you're located. So again, let's just say you're that health coach that you only do online consultations. They get their test at their house. You figure that out. Well then, yeah, you could write copy that completely forgets the whole city equation of it. Mm. You still got to send enough information on your website to say, Hey, I do these things. So you start with the big word, but then you got to niche yourself down. So I, I know that's something that is really helpful for a lot of businesses is what yeah. are the niche services I provide? Those are even a good area to kind of find some search volume in because health coach probably nine out of 10 difficulty. There's a lot of people with websites out there, but right. if you're a health coach that work with premenopausal women, mm. now that we're now we're niching down. Now you can rate copy of people who are saying like I'm perimenopausal symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. they're typing in different things. And now your blog post, because you're answering that question for them, even if you're not a local business, but you're a national health coach. Because you answered that question for me so succinctly, and maybe there's a little bit of humor in it. Maybe it was a, something fun to read and educational, you know, which all or well-written. Should... Let's just start with well-written because like yes. so much. Let, let's just start with very out there. Like one, well-written. Two, would love some edutainment aspects to things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's even a better way to think about it, to be very honest with you, is if I'm finding someone who I'm connecting with on that platform. And honestly, this actually happened with me four years ago. I was typing in some questions, trying to find some information out, found this website, found a girl who had just posted a blog post about her journey, what she was experiencing. And, and then because of her research, here's what she found to give me mm. information back. I actually subscribed. I didn't read everything. Not everything matters to me. Not everything's directly correlated to me, but because she actually built that up, I felt trust in what she did. And that's what you know, if she actually had a program, so I purchased it. I mean, like I went through the buying process without talking to her at all, just because of the content on her website. And because she had enough content, there was some SEO in there to make it rank. So therefore I could find it in the first place. So that's the idea of the logic of that traffic pattern is Mm. someone thinks of a question, how do I solve this? Or what's, what's the answer to that? They type it into Google. And then those websites they go to, their buying process furthers from there because if they keep reading what you have, they're, they're falling in love with you. Remember, this is all sexy SEO stuff. They're, they're trying to fall in love with right. you and what you do. And if you're providing value, which you should be in return, that's where you can actually start that conversion process because they're 
they're a part of your target audience now and you can actually reach them, but you need to do your job to make sure it's helpful for them. Right. On so you need to get really clear as to what those pain points are, what the desired results are and including that, I guess, I mean, and, and kind of weaving it in throughout the content that you're sharing. So what, I mean, does this work with video? Like how, because I, you know, we've got people who've got podcasts <laughs> who put their pop- podcast on their website, they upload it to YouTube, you know, maybe there's some, maybe the trick is in the, the, um, the show notes, like how does that work? Because we've got different mediums when it comes to content and your website. Yes. And the fact that there's so many platforms is really a great thing for a lot of small businesses. There's more places we can broadcast ourselves. But when it comes to video, audio, podcasts, whatever's up your alley of what you're doing, as of today still, I mean, Google does not tell us every time they alert to something new, unfortunately, we have to do our digging. But as far as my knowledge today, Google can't listen to that and reflect Mm, it back with SEO. (laughs) They're li- let's just be honest. They're we all li- had conversations and all of a they're sudden li- that ad popped up. So <laughs> yes, they're not admitting to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me correct myself. They're listening. They're just not listening for SEO. Just there we to- go. There we go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so they're not trying to help you on that. They're helping other people, but they're helping themselves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what I tell our people is you want to keep doing these things, videos, mm-hmm. podcasts, just audio only. All these things are still great because there are other marketing channels. You need to use these. But what you need to do is you need to use a transcription service, Otter, some type of AI to actually either pull that transcription off for you. So you mm-hmm. don't have to do any work after that. Or if you actually write a summary of everything you talked about, because again, it's the physical content and text that Google can see on your site or on other sites yeah. to help rank you further. So if it's just a video you post on YouTube with no information behind it, you better hope and pray your title is enough to get you optimized to rank, but wow. most likely it's not going to. So the more content you can provide, the better, because that's something else I like to talk about a lot when it comes to SEO is a little bit does not go a long way. Mm. Can you tell so, us a little bit more about that? Like, is there a right mix? Is there too much? Like we've clearly established that there is not enough, um, but what's, what should be people? And does it matter what industry you're in? Does that play into what kind of content or how much you put out? A little bit. I mean, it depends on your target market. So we always got to remember that we need to make sure we're appealing to what they want, but in Google's eyes, they want to, they want as many clues as you can humanly give that still are reasonable. Mm. So the best actual tip I would love to give when it comes down to this is so I'm just going to go with that health coach right now because that's on the top of my brain, but anyone listening, think of what industry you're in and think of a question people ask you a lot that you would love if you had a Google post that would rank for it. So people Mm. could find you. So, you know, maybe that's just health coach in blank city. How do I find more leads? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what you would do is you, you type that question in that you wish, man, I would love it. If my blog post was number one, I bet Mm. I would just go bonkers. Well, it could happen. What you would need to do, type that question in. There are 10 results that Google tells you they think are the 10 best articles you could ever read when it comes to answering that question. Mm-hmm. Are they right? Eh, it's just who's ranking the best. So right. these articles are the most optimized or they have the most power or trust behind them. So unfortunately, like in the health coach world, you're going against WebMD, ugh, Healthline, ugh, a lot of places that don't have good content. They're just pushing shit out there, but you actually like to customize. You want to make sure this content's helpful and you're focusing Mm -hmm. with the perimenopausal women. So things are a little bit different in their area because their hormones are going off the walls. 
So when it kind of comes down to that, type that question into Google. Look at those 10 articles that rank. Open them all up. How long are they? Not very long for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Some are. Some might some, be- some are like ridiculous, unnecessarily long, but they do. They vary in length in terms of value. Some are super long and insightful, but I have seen some ones that like top this, the, you know, the first or second re- results that were just a couple paragraphs long. But I will say that they were usually in alignment with a more established um, medium. So like maybe Forbes or Inc or something along those lines. Yes. So it's kind of the hard part for this health coach is if Healthline pops up, it might not be a very long article, but it's a very powerful website. And that's why it's ranking. So you'd still look at all these 10, see who pops up. If everybody is writing 1500 words for this article, your article has to be that minimally. Mm -hmm. That's how Google looks at this is you can't do less work than those who are already out there and them think that you're a better resource. That's so So, smart. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I don't often say that on a podcast, but like, that's really strategic. Uh, I love me some strategy. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and this is the best way is honestly, when it comes down to SEO and even the strategies we do in our own office, we're checking out competition. Mm. That's all SEO is about. If you have no competition, Uh, I would love to talk to you. I could make you rank tomorrow, but we almost all have competition and that comes down to checking out what they're doing and seeing what's working for them and what's not working for them. So let's just go back to that plumber. So let's just say it's plumbing repair in blank city. Now they're going to see all their competitors ranking. Now, if all those competitors only have like 300 word posts, no pictures, it just kind of looks like crap. Well, don't do 305 words, please. Do a thousand, do 2000, make it good because Mm. what Google's trying to reward are people who they think did enough research to make an even better post than what's already out there. Because the other half of the big portion of SEO, and this is one of those 20, but this is a huge piece of the pie is link building. Mm. And so you get more links. So you get other websites to link to your article. If you have a good article. Yeah. So that's why all these things kind of feed together. You want to make sure it's better than what your competitors are. And honestly, Kat, the easiest tip trick I can tell you right now for anyone who's after this episode is like, hell yeah, I'm gonna go write a blog post a day. Type that question in, look at your top 10, and then basically see all the areas in which they're talking about on their articles capture all of those. So the, how, the, why, the, what for this, this situation, copy all those things in and you write your own content. Now you have content for each of the things that Google says are relevant. Mm. And that's why they're putting those 10 on the first page. So this used to be called like the skyscraper strategy. So you're basically trying to get above everybody else by creating more better content. So it's almost like an add on to what's already out there. So even if people, you know, right now they're doing like little dubs. So there, someone might say something and then they're giving their information on it. Right. That's a video, quick TikTok form of it. But the real SEO form would be to create that content that's going above and beyond what you see online. And again, this is a process. Unfortunately, you could write that bad boy tonight, post it, you know, in the morning, you will not rank tomorrow. You will not rank the next day. It might be quite a while till you do because it has to be that consistent schedule. That one blog post it could rank. And I would love for someone to prove me wrong on it. Go get it, girl. But the process is you have to create more and more things. Cause again, that one article we wrote was a clue, maybe right. two clues to Google, right. but I need to keep sending clues over and over again to remind Google, Hey, I'm here. You should show me I'm very relevant. Look at all the great stuff I have on my website. And that's the rewarding system they're trying to go on is because you're resourceful, you're helping the in-person, which is that user on Google, who's 
you know, sporadically trying to find that answer to that question. And again, not everyone going for the answer is going to book you or call you, but because you actually are getting that traffic, those who are looking to purchase the services, now you're there invisible when they're ready for you. Yeah, I can so appreciate that. I mean, it's really like a lot of what you're sharing. I think, you know, part of those 20 strategies that you're going to share a little bit more about in just a second um, is really about building out like the frame of the puzzle. So you got a thousand piece puzzle. And if you just have one little piece, it's not going to tell you the picture, right? It's not going to be able to delineate you, but you build out the framework and then you start filling it in. And, you know, what it sounds like a lot that you guys do is really help kind of put the right pieces in place so that it makes it feasible for you to build the puzzle faster. But is there a world where you shake the puzzle and you throw it on the floor and it all of a sudden magically puts itself together? Sure. There is that realm of possibility, but the likelihood is that it's going to take you time to sort things, organize things, and then build things up. So let's say you've written some content, you've been relatively consistent, you know, and let's say you've decided, because the thing is with consistency is you pick something and you do it. It's not necessarily about doing something every day, but mm-hmm. doing it over time and doing it often as, you know, predictably. So you've been doing this, let's say you've been doing it for six months, you're putting content out there. We understand that, you know, what you're saying is SEO isn't the longest game, but we'll say it's a medium game. It's not a short-term strategy. It's a medium-term strategy you can build on. Um, and you've been doing this, like what needs to be in place on your website? Like other than having like a blog tab, right? You've got an about section, you've got a landing page and let's say a contact me. Mm -hmm. Is there other, other pieces there that helped convert? Because it's one thing to drive traffic. It's another thing to actually get someone who lands on the page to actually take action. Yeah. So every marketer will have their own variation of this. And honestly, depending on industry, I haven't changed what my strategy looks like for most, but the grand scheme of what you would need on a website, it kind of comes down to trust factors again. Now, this isn't just for Google. It's for the actual client you want to install. So one of the biggest things I try to push every business owner I work with, and they all hate it, is do yourself a favor. Make yourself a two-minute video talking about why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. It could be on Zoom. You just record yourself and you say, hi, I'm Brittany. I am the owner of One Thing Marketing. And what I'm choosing to do is help local businesses get back their marketing and stop suffering because they are tired of trying to do everything themselves. They're tired of this. You go through it and you say, and the reason I'm in this field is because my father was actually a blue collar worker. He was in the trades and we struggled because if they did not have the leads, then my father was not working, which means $0 were coming into the household. So growing up in that family, I understand that trades a lot of times are also family businesses and I want them to succeed. I don't want them to worry if their kids can't go to college or any of other concerns because they're not getting the type of leads in. Now, I probably took less than two minutes to do that. But now that you know my story, you might understand why I'm so passionate about what I do. So them getting to know you and the person that they're going to be dealing with is a huge way to convert on trust because again, we're selling a service, but they're buying us. We're the trust that they're kind of creating with it. So that's something I've seen with a lot of websites It is huge for conversion because it's helping them build trust in you. And the side fact is they're spending more time on your page. So videos are always great. And that's why, yes, your blog or your your podcast post should be as a blog. You have the transcript, but you have the video. So now Google's mm-hmm. seeing they're spending time on that website. Yeah. So it's definitely a huge thing we talk about. Testimonials are the other huge one. It's like pulling teeth. I'll be honest with you. Not everybody likes that side of it, or they just don't maybe see that that's a huge benefit. It's just where easy money is though. So if you want to resist it and you want to hide, go ahead. But if you want to make it easier on yourself, can you please just go get those testimonials? Little PSA from Kat. <laughs> 
Yes. Even in our company, depending on what service or strategy we have with you, I've been throwing free, free reputation management, free our service to get your reviews, because I know it's hard for business owners to do, but on the marketing side, I see such a huge impact this makes that I'm giving it away for free because I know this is such a supplemental to what we're doing that we'll do our job, but I need you to help me on your side as well. And if you don't have the time, then let's do the service. Let's get it done for you because they really feed all together. And that's kind of what everything is. I said, there's 200 factors. Yeah. I mean, that could be one of the 20 when it comes down to it. But again, you, you want those reviews on the, on the website just as much and no one puts bad reviews on their website. No one's ever going to, and we all take those with a little bit of grain of salt, right. but it's the fact that I'm seeing personalized stories because mm-hmm. again, from this whole 2020 madness we lived in, we really didn't have a lot of communication. I mean, I had a few Zoom meetings with friends, but really we were on kind of lockdown for a bit. You didn't want to do anything. So when you were buying stuff, because that was the only thing to do was get on the internet and buy things, you were looking at reviews. You were making decisions off of those reviews. And my joke is my last name's Murphy. Everything bad always happens. That's why Murphy's Law was created. So Knowing that I'm always giving me that person that got stuck with the short straw, I actually look at one-star reviews. Yeah. I look to see what the business owner says. And depending on what those one-star reviews say, it might sell me on the business more than their five stars would. Yeah. Because I can actually see what those problems are. So I'm always hesitant when there's too many five-star reviews, right? Especially on something like Amazon or whatever it is, or you see 53 five-star reviews. And then I'll say, I'll see someone, a similar product and it's like 2,907 and it's maybe a four and a half. And I'm actually probably going to buy the four and a half star review because it can't always be perfect. Yes. Yes. But the reason you're putting those testimonials on the website is just to make it easy. Yeah. Again, you're, what you're trying to do, pick situations of that testimonial that are most relevant to that service you're trying to talk about. Right. So we do website it out and showcase it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I love those carousel reels where you can like see them because it allows you to put more content, more testimonials on there, but it keeps it visually engaging. Cause you want to kind of see what the next person says. Yes. Basically brand symbols where you might be, have been listed, seen, those are also trust signals. Yes. So those are kind of like grouped together. Those are very good trust signals to kind of do on that side of it. Everything else, when it comes down to conversion, is just how simple you're making it for them to get in touch with you. So for example, maybe they're not ready to call you, but do you have an ebook? Do you have a simple download so you can get their email? Those are all things you need to think about. The simpler steps make that a lower barrier to entry. Mm. And I'm completely in agreement with you, Kat. I don't want to market to the bottom 30 of my email list. I don't give a flying farting space about them. These are the tire kickers and the freebie seekers that aren't going to take action anyways. And they'll probably the worst clients you could ever have, even if they did decide to buy. Yes. Yes. So things like this could get you those tire kickers, Mm. but that's kind of why you do other marketing things, have that email sequence, things to pull them out, to make them engage with you. But again, my job as SEO is to get them to give you some information at the end of the day. So whether that's their name and phone number, that's an email, I'm trying to get them to give their contact information to you as much as possible, because then that's kind of where it falls more on the other marketing Once Mm. now that we have their information, how do we convert them into a lead? So that's kind of where these two worlds meld because I won't be a sales coach for anybody. I, I do sales for us. I'm an educator. I would never call myself a salesperson because I suck at it. I like to educate. And that's really what your website needs to be about is yes, there's sales language in it. We're all trying to make money, 
but you need to provide the resource. You need to make it easy for them because again, someone might say, okay, it's the PDF download or it's 2 a.m. and they are struggling. They are overheating in the middle of the night. What is wrong with my health? They well, maybe you have, phone call. Yep. Yeah, you maybe have a little cheat sheet of, hey, this is how you know if you're perimenopause. I mean, I know yeah. I keep picking that up, yeah. but like now they can see it, but now they're in your inbox with yep. their information and it was 2 a.m. So that's why we give them more options as well. And that's why you have contact forms. Things happen outside of nine to five and you need to make them as easy as humanly possible because we're all too busy, lazy and procrastinators. So if you make it difficult for us, then your marketing strategy won't work at the end of the day. Right, right. Well, and that kind of, you know, given that in terms of, you know, it's kind of a two-folded question, which is, is there a certain place you want to be in business before you start leveraging SEO or where does it become most impactful, if you will? That's a great question. I mean, if I started completely over, SEO would be started for day one Hmm. for my new company. Only because I know how SEO works is it builds upon itself. So just like diet and exercise, I know every day I need to eat decently. I need to do some form of activity. Now, the more I choose to eat pizza and not work out, I'm not going to see any results. And I'm expecting a magic diet pill, which may never come. So you can have magic diet pills. Those are ads. You always pay for those. You can do whatever you would like with them. But But I'm more of the holistic health. Be very vigilant, consistent with yourself, eat right, exercise. And that's what an SEO strategy looks like. So even if it was a brand new business, I would incorporate it. But what I would do is I would do it myself for a bit because agencies can be expensive. I'll be honest to say, we are not the cheapest agency there is out there. We provide value and that's what you're paying us for. Hmm. So if you're at a point in your business where you can't partner with that, well, A, get a free strategy from someone. We'll all happily tell you what we would suggest doing. And I love brainstorming, but you can do some of these things yourself. So even when it kind of comes down to writing content, I hate that. I would rather put needles in my eye than write. Don't like it. Never have. You can hire you really feel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little dramatic, but you can hire someone whose passion is that. Right. So someone who actually loves to write. And so what you're doing is just telling them all the information you would put into this because you're the expert at it, but they're the writing expert. So they know how to formulate all of your ideas and kind of get together there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, working with someone from Upwork or any of those places, building relationships, you can have some consistent content. I would start there. And I would also start with as niched down as humanly possible. So again, I'm not going after the health coach terms. I'm going after the holistic alternative medicine for women ages blank to blank. If I do those things that I know exactly what my clientele is asking online, how do I stop having night sweats? You right. know, those, that's, that's the key right there, which is you have to have at least, I mean, and you know what you're doing, right? And so if you started a new business from day one, you'd be able to implement it. You'd probably have an understanding of who you're trying to work with. As people are building that up though, I mean, their content kind of modifies too, as you elevate your ideal client, as you're looking to get that next level, maybe you're moving from working with someone who's, you know, just breaking past six figures to someone who's at multiple six figures to someone who's crossing seven figures, like wherever you are in terms of your support or you're geographically changed or you're building on a new franchise, that makes sense for sure but you need to know what converts, right? You need to know what the languaging is because that's just effective marketing. So there is an understanding of if your marketing is effective, then the SEO can amplify the results 
but I don't think it works the other way around of just like shooting SEO words out there isn't going to help establish your marketing capability, if you will. You're exactly right. So the biggest tip I give anybody looking to do this themselves, or if they've been working with someone, help your SEO company out. But that tip is someone answers the phone or sees all your contact forms at work. Someone does. And even if you're, let's just say if you're a brand new business, you probably have one person you could talk to that's willing to ask you a lot of questions about your business. Mm. But let's just say you do get a few calls. People are, you know, just kind of asking what they do. Write down, like literally grab a little notepad, write down every question you get on that phone call. If you get it a second time, tally it. By the end of a week or a couple of weeks, you'll actually see a list of all the questions you get. That's where you get your content ideas from. You don't have to be an SEO expert. You just need to ask people, what are you questioning about what I do? Where's your concerns? Where are you confused on? And right. they'll, they'll tell you. No, everyone's happy to tell you where they don't like something nowadays. So ask them what they don't get or what they don't know. And that's where you create the content for it. Because again, if you're trying to define what that target clientele is, well, answering the question the way you want them to know how you do your product or service mm-hmm. is where you're starting to hone that in even more. So if you're not willing to work with this or with that, then be blunt about it and talk right. about it. But again, you're answering that question very well. So Google can kind of find it because the idea is, yes, someone typed that question and they found you. Maybe they like the fact that you're like, I'm not going to put up with you making excuses. I'm not going to put up with you not showing up. Right. I'm not going to put up with this. This is not my type client. But if you want to get better, if you want to feel better, if you want someone to support you the entire way, that's who I do well with. Oh, well, okay. We I'll go. sit up straight. <laughs> I want to be your client now, you know, like, and that's kind of what you're trying to do with it. Right. So, well, you get the nail on the head, which is you've got to know which questions they're asking. So how are you getting into their head? So it's the conversation that's happening in their head that you want to tap into, not necessarily what they need, but what they're wanting, because those two things may not be the same. We always deliver what they want and what they need, but we've got to get their attention with effective marketing, which is what do they want? And the best way to do that is how do you get into your client's head without a technical degree with an MRI, right? Market research interviews, go out there and do that. Whether people are calling your offices or you're online, ask the question, Hey, I'm, for example, I'm the lead boss. What do you want to know about lead generation? And then that gives me so much content, especially when I look at their profile and I say, Hey, you're in alignment with who my ideal client typically looks like. And so this is a question I want to answer. Um, And of course, then we go into the repurposing process and creating some leverage. Yeah. Brittany, you've been amazing. There's, I know there's so much more we could go into how, and I know you have something super valuable that everybody's going to want. So know that the, what she's going to be sharing is going to be in the show notes. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about, you know, whether they know some about SEO or even maybe even consider themselves an SEO expert, I know y'all really know what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm going to take the advice that I gave everyone on here earlier is there's two different offers. One, if you know that you don't know anything or you want someone to look at what you're doing, we offer a free strategy session. So it's a 30 minute meeting with me where I'll check out your website, any, any materials you have beforehand, and it kind of help you come up the strategy after that. So that'd be the easiest, directest way if you're ready. But if you're not ready, we do have a free ebook that gives nine top marketing strategies that I literally tried to shove down everybody's throats all day. So if you want to know what those biggest things are, then you can also go to our website and that's where the strategy session is as well. So it's at one thing, marketing.net and that's spelled out. So O N E T H I N G marketing.net. So the strategy session buttons on that main page, but if you would like to see the ebook, it's just one thing, marketing.net forward slash marketing dash ebook. And you can download that there. And see all those nice tips and tricks. So again, if you don't respond to my emails, I won't harass you, but 
take this advice. If you have any questions, email me back. And that's kind of the fun part. I was just going to say, Kat, is some of us are our own salespeople as well. Mm. During that sales meeting, write down those questions because Mm. people who are getting ready to buy, that's when they're really questioning everything. And they're going to give you those honest questions that they really, now that they're serious about, are going to ask you. So, and we do kind of cover that in the ebook as well about the content. Oh, awesome. So any last like words of advice or tips or strategies you are just like, I really wish people knew this. I would say the biggest thing is don't give up on SEO. I, I know it's not fun. I know it is a mid, I like the, the midterm, not long-term, but it can't, it's mid and a long-term strategy. So it does not kick on overnight, but with clients we've worked with, even our own website, we've gone on and off with being consistent with our own website, which shoe cobbler's kid effect, but even not being consistent with it, I'm still ranking for a lot of keywords that are very vital to my business. Mm. So that's why I want people to start it earlier on, because if you can build that relationship with Google as early as possible, then you're only helping yourself in the long term. If you choose to wait five years and now you can dump a lot of money on it, you're going to have to dump a lot more versus had you just kind of started these few things we're talking about in the very beginning. So Google can start to get some sense of who you are. So stick with it, try. And if not, ask for support, find someone to help you get this done because it can help tremendously. Just got to try. Oh my God. So just real quick, what hit me there real quick was it's also like, you know, financial literacy of like, there's things that people should have taught us in high school that we didn't learn until maybe even after college. If you had the opportunity to be able to go to college, you're like, if I had known this in like 10th grade. So if I had known to like invest a little bit of money in 10th grade, then I would have been totally better off in terms of my retirement account post-college, but trying to make up the difference in those, you know, six or eight years or whatever, um, it would be six years if it was 10th grade. Some of us actually did college in four years. Um, like, you know, you're, you're having to invest so much more for that little bit of time. And so it's kind of like, what's your SEO uh, literacy, right? Just invest yes. a little bit now and add to it as you grow, but it's the initial investments that make the dividends pay out so much bigger later on. Yes. It is complete like the 401k for your website. And the fun part about SEO is if you start to take off more and more trust comes to your website, that is what exponential growth looks like. And that's the compound effect that comes with money. It can come with SEO as well. And that's where you have to be even more consistent with it. So that's why I'd like to tell you, if you're seeing results, you are on the right track. That is a time to push the gas pedal mm. and not pull out a stock market. Like right, full, right. Full and there's no penalties for cashing out part of your 401k. You get to keep adding to it. So <laughs> I will use this analogy from now on. <laughs> Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, make sure you check that out. The link is definitely in the show notes. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Brittany. Thank you so much.